0: There was an idea that two podcasters could join together and cover every single superhero television show and movie that exists. Scott and Chris combined their talents to form Binge Storm to make this idea a reality. Then Barry Allen popped in and reminded us that short of having time altering super speed, there's no way in hell we can accomplish that in one lifetime, but we'll do what we can. So anywho. Welcome back to Weekly Heroics, a 2 True Freaks guide to heroes on TV.
1: 2 True Freaks!
2: Get real close to the mic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Vape for life. Demon Kitty leaves me alone tonight, she's all wound up and sitting right here next to me. So hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, to two true freaks guide to heroes on TV, uh, which will actually be our 51st 50 fifty-first episode. Uh, I forgot, nice. forgot to give us our, our props last time we recorded, and I didn't realize it was our 50th episode until I cut it up and, and looked at the last Photoshop, but...
2: Uh, I don't even know... I couldn't tell you how many episodes of the Vault we've done or Cast uh, Protection or
0: anything. Well, it's, it's I kind think. of a weird so I was going through all of them and I forgot we did the first season of uh of uh Preacher. I remember we did I think the first uh episode before you could even join the show or as we were just yeah. launching the show and I called that like episode 0 the zero And the then I thrown in all the uh the other like round tables like Daredevil and shit that we'd done before we started so it's actually about the 56th episode of of weekly heroics but in official continuity we're issue 51 right now so yeah okay yeah yeah so so a year's worth of podcast that's taking me two years to produce but it
1: happens
0: (laughs) bi-weekly heroics uh to true freaks guide (laughs) to heroes on tv or that'd be bi-monthly i don't know it's bi-weekly isn't it every two weeks I don't remember my school shit. I'm old, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but yeah, this is Mr. Chris Tyler, hair metal hero. He's not as old as I am, uh, but he is I'm in getting, spirit. You know. I'm get, uh, yeah, I'm old in spirit. We're, get off my lawn! We're, we're dragging him along into the abyss with us. And I'm Scott, and Pat couldn't join us tonight because he's doing some rehearsal stuff for that cool Star Wars thing we told you about uh, on the last episode. Way cooler than what we do. I'm not going to, you know, I don't think we need to judge that really. So, but it's live, man. Yeah, it Ah. is. I mean, hats off to any, I've done live stuff and it's, you know, hats off to anyone who does that, um, as an adult, cause I did it mostly as a child and (laughs) I was easily led into these little projects by adults that I trusted and and then they traumatized me with all these nasty (laughs) rehearsals and being up on stage and singing when I can't really sing and, Stuff like that. Show
2: us on the doll with the rehearsal time. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> there were some fun cast parties. I'll have to say that, uh, what I remember of them. I can imagine. Uh, the last night, I, I did
2: Annie, Get Your Gun in third grade, and I did Christmas Carol in eighth grade. So awesome. it's been a long time since yeah. I've been on the stage.
0: Yeah, um, Last time I was on a stage, I did a boring speech about mental health and addiction. Yeah.
2: Oh, All right, you know what? I can actually top that. The last time I was on top of anything, I was at my best friend's bachelor party, and I was the best man. And it was a piano bar inside of uh, <laughs> inside of uh, it was either Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun. I don't remember now. In Connecticut, gambling. Just saying, piano
0: man. Tell me you sang piano man or New, uh, York, New York. No,
2: the two pianists. The male and female pianist were playing uh, the Divinals I touch myself and I had oh. <clears throat> Please tell me there's I had, had a lot to drink. <laughs> uh, there is. It will never see the light of the day. Yeah, sure. Somebody has it. And yeah, that's uh, what Nixon thought.
0: Uh, <laughs> and Rob <Lowe>. uh, uh.
2: Law. <laughs> yeah, well, but uh, let's just say I was a little little inebriated and um, it was I touch Myself. I, I think I requested, I want to hear I Touch Myself. And so uh, they played it. I got on top of their pianos and made um, a masturbatory gesture towards everybody in the bar several times <laughs> during the course of the song. No, well, you, then get,
0: I, you really got to. It's a theatrical song.
2: So then, Well, then I hit on the female pianist. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: apparently I don't remember any of this. That's always you know. the best times, yes. Yeah, so. so, yeah, there you go. It was <laughs> a fun story. I want to hear
0: you sing New York, New York, drunk in your Boston accent. That would be kind of I, but,
2: you, you would? No. No. I would not. <laughs> look, it's a great state. I will not sing that song. Not because of the state,
0: but because I'm not a Sinatra fan. Ah, <laughs> oh, blasphemy. yeah oh. <laughs> I don't particularly like my state, to be honest with you. I like my, my city, <laughs> but my state's kind of fucked up. Every state's fucked up. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the states. No. We're talking
2: about states, states of mind. States of mind.
0: Oh, my God. And this one was just kind of hurt to fucking write about, as they all do. But <laughs> I'm
2: glad I didn't have to do it. <laughs>
0: I don't know. If season 3, I'm making one of you fuckers do this occasionally. This is starting to I'm calling insanity. not it. I got
2: my fingers <laughs> on my nose. Pat's not here to defend
0: himself. <laughs> Pat's the Jaffo, i will make him do it. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Legion episode 8, technically, but it's chapter 16. And we're way behind here, folks. And I apologize because the, the season's almost over uh, in real time. But <laughs> we're in fucking Legion time, so who cares? Uh, We open in the open desert of the mind, presumably, and we get a quote on the screen. To create fear, hold up a mirror, which is apparently a Mego monk adage. It's so deep, man. It is, uh, and probably not really written by the Mego monks.
2: No, but it's probably, probably a haven't checked yet, but somebody's probably got that attributed to them. Right. And is are they just are they just messing with us by calling them the Mego monks? Because I mean, you know, the toy company and everything. I know I just, it's spelled
0: differently, but sure, yeah, that wouldn't uh, wouldn't surprise me because uh, Noah clearly messes with us uh, comic book fans a lot in this. Um, he's he's been given a comic book property that he can do with high art, but he occasionally just throws out the silly little geek references. So yeah, why not? <laughs> next we're with uh, sid and david talking about the death of the monk and uh, how they're going to find farouk's body and sid suggests asking future her but david says they're done you know and sid kind of playfully asks if they got in a fight like we got in a fight in the future didn't we uh you're in the doghouse <laughs> basically then she asks if they're helping farouk and david isn't quick with the answers and says one thing at a time honey. And uh, we learn that this is, uh, of course, being monitored by Potomini, who is now surrounded by ones and zeros by the cooling fan in the mainframe, apparently. Um, and he's grabbed by the now faceless woman, who was the black woman he saw at the end of the last episode when he first got mm-hmm. plugged in. And we roll our title screen, which is intermeshed with computers and circuits and wires and We're watching some scenes uh, now from Baskethead's monitors as well. A lot of visual crap going on in this one, so forgive Mm -hmm. my descriptions. Uh, We see the old man at Division Three, who is the the, like the first you know, like who was bigger than Clark, who we saw in uh, season one, who got embedded in the ground by the Shadow King. Uh, the old guy. And he's talking to a student about mutants, giving him the whole kind of mutants are bad and K speech, and you know how they can, you know, they're going to infiltrate our senators and they'll be able to read minds. And he's telling him about making a mind that can't be read. And we quickly figure out he's talking to a young Fukiyama. So this is kind of his origin sort of, and we get several scenes of the process that turned him into the basket-headed weirdo we know and love, uh, including some nice brain surgery scenery. Brains. Brains.
1: <laughs>
0: and next, the old woman who spoke to Potomini is is reading to Fukuyama, so she's kind of like one of his little caretakers while he's becoming a machine, I guess. Mm-hmm. And while this is going on, Potomini is a, a... Potomini, I guess it is. I've been saying it wrong all this time, but... Potomini, Potomini, tomato, ketchup... You know, it's or, Greek, we'll never know. Yeah. And he's exploring his new computery home. <laughs> he comes upon the monk who's just just tied up to the ceiling somewhere and touches him, uh, making things go all sparky. And we, we go back to the desert and some scenes of a skeleton and monks and dogs and cats living together and mass chaos and all that good stuff. There weren't really any dogs and cats, but you no. get my meaning. Just weirdness. Uh Tommy somehow figures out how to take control of one of the vermilion ver- 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 things, <laughs> the fucking Sunny Bono share androids. <laughs> uh, who goes? To, I just heard, and the beat goes on the radio the other day too. So oh, uh, makes reviewing this more hilarious. And <laughs> he goes to visit David at the Waffle Boat Bar, and he explains his plight that he saw the monk in the processor. And in the computer, and he knows where to find Farouk's body, and David's like, this is you? You know, are you dead? He's like, I exist, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's in a place... I he, exist. He asked the android, you know, uh, where the body is, and, and it starts glitching. It's in a place called Glitch, 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 and then something French that I didn't pick up. And I'm, Le uh, Désolé. Oh, okay, cool. See, I figured Patrick would be the one that would would have that detailed because I, I lost it. Yeah, I actually saw it later when they said it, but I'm sure I spelled it wrong. Not that that matters. So let's move on. Next, <laughs> Oliver is uh, like, could they Yeah. Yeah, like that. Uh, which probably means the desolation or something like that. We probably could have Googled translated if we were a prepared podcast. Next Oliver is, uh, not next Oliver, just next Oliver, punctuation important, uh, is cruising down a road and he, he arrives at a rest home where he finds the old woman from the computer um, and presumably Fukuyama's past and he's speaking by p- telepathy as Farouk and eventually becomes Farouk and we get a flashback to her uh, driving his body. Presumably I, it looked like she was like the one taking his body up to the, the monastery to to dump it, you know, to hide it. And she, she cryptically, just kind of almost a throwaway line, she cryptically asks if the professor is with him when he first gets there. And mm. I'm just like, hmm, that professor? Maybe. Who knows? And she says she'll tell him where his body is hidden uh, if he gives her the endless dream, which I kind of took as, like, he'll suck her in and, and put her mind in a happy place. Like he, That's how I read it as well. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, she's driving Farouk in his mind, probably, as her body is slumped over in the rest home. So he apparently, you know, just absorbed her like he does. You will be absorbed. he <laughs> not really explained that process to us very no. well. Um, back to David, who goes to his little psychic tank to find the place the body is, and he, he starts talking to himself in the tank, and this is an important conversation, kids, and asks himself who they should use And he considers some of the Division 3 folks and and he literally starts moving like little game pieces around on a game board and maybe more evidence that this is all in his head or is he just in God mode and he can just be like, (laughs) okay, you go there, you go there. 'Cause there's no real anchor to what's reality anymore in this and it's getting no. a little harder to deal with. It was fairly like kinda separated in the beginning, but they've just kind of tossed it and if he needs to if yeah, well, we'll let you know in a second, but um yeah. So he, he eats one of the game pieces as well for good measure, which I'm sure has gotta mean something somewhere down. Which one on. was it? Was it Farouk's? I couldn't tell. Probably. Um <clears throat> to go back and view that again. I'll try to pull it up now while you're talking. Once the girlfriend catches up to a couple more, I'm going to start watching them with her. <laughs> I think she might have given up, though. She she put up with it Well, I was...
1: Uh, <laughs> she was it, here and I was... Definitely making, can you know, break some people, up. for sure. She,
0: she seemed to like season one a lot, but I, I, you and I'm getting lost in this one. Um, doo, 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 doo. So Lenny is in her cell Snapping away to herself A lot of snapping Must be, you know It's the new Thanos thing uh, David comes to call and opens the cell He asks how she's been Because he's always cared And he notices that she's picking up Some of Amy's old fid- fidgets His sister um, David wants to know if there's anything left Of his sister in there and um, You know, really no answer But Lenny asks if she's really here and David assures her that she is, but he hasn't got me convinced. <laughs> <laughs> so he touches her, and apparently he kind of tells her her part in the whole game. And he goes and snaps his fingers and does something to Clark and Carrie with a C. And then Sid gets a note under her door that just says, Gone to kill the monster. And she <laughs> checks her compass necklace. And uh, David teleports to the desert or the desert of the mind, whatever is going on here, and, and finds his way easily enough, and he's off, and we get some split-screen image montage weirdness. Oliver is reciting a beat poem, and David is walking, and felt like a little, like, we need to fatten up this episode a little, so let's do some long montages. Bit. We've got a couple of them in this episode. By the way, it is the Farouk piece that he used. Okay, cool, yeah. Appropriate, I guess uh, Next we get to me Get a meeting between Sid and Clark Just having some girl talk That was a funny <laughs> line uh, Talking about what to do about David uh, Sid thinks that she pushed him away Either present her or future her And she's going after him Clark loved a boy in the army who kept jumping out of planes To get away from him, but that ended badly For him uh, No, for Clark and the guy, I guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sid maintains that David's a good person, and Clark kind of reminds her he's also crazy and a super powerful mutant that could destroy the world. So, like, I just need—I think I need to say this out loud, <laughs> Your just in
2: case it wasn't clear.
0: Right, and it's almost—it was—it was almost ill-timed because we've got these crazies that are shooting people in real life because they got turned down by a girl or whatever, you know, because they're just a psychopath. And uh, so this line was like, he's kind of like, so maybe you shouldn't piss him off. <laughs> you know? and I actually saw a couple people comment on some reviews about like, ooh, that's a little awkward right now. But, you know, basically you walk on eggshells. You know, uh, try not to get, uh,
2: I try not to ever conflate real life with my fiction that I've right, watched. But, but I mean, and sometimes I, it's unavoidable. But, yeah, I mean, th- yeah. how long ago did they film this? Probably last year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's
0: what I'm just saying. It was, like, ill-timed and, and nobody's fault because of it. But it just, uh, yeah, it, it kind of just gave some people pause. Um. So, Sid thinks David lies, like, probably a lot. And she admits she doesn't completely trust him and she again says she has to go after him because love is what we have to save if we're going to save the world that's right Yeah, and we also see that Melanie is lurking and listening outside the door
2: yeah I haven't seen her in a while
0: no uh, we, we did get a brief flash of like Oliver whispering into her ear like maybe a couple episodes ago even and she's possibly under his thrall uh, meanwhile back in crazy maybe not real desert world um, <laughs> David says, on your mark, get set, go. And at Division Three, Lenny is set free, and the pieces are moving around the board, apparently. Now, she escapes on a motorcycle, which has the plate number of 63-295, and I'm only noting that because... It's got to be something. I, I'm going to have to, like, Google Marvel fucking, <laughs> you know, issue 295. Or if, I don't know, whatever. But it's got to mean something because they focus straight in on it, you fucking magnificent bastard,
1: Noah.
0: <laughs> Oliver and Fruke are being pulled through the desert, you know, one of the Asian man or a monk, you know, pulling a handcart, I forget what the official name of those are. Um person taxi, maybe. (laughs) Rickshaw? Rickshaw, that's it. Well, person taxi is easier to understand. Farouk says that time and space changes near his body uh, to try to keep him from finding it. So um, Big powers going on there, and he says David will wander for the rest of his life unless he finds out the secret. The
2: book that Oprah was I was
0: going to say, I'm assuming it's maybe not the the self-help book of the same name. Look under
1: your chair!
0: self and this a psychic war for you, and a psychic war for you. You get a psychosis, and yeah. you get a
2: psychosis, and you get
0: a psychosis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, not not the self-help book, although self-help is good. David comes to a non-working water pump, and sudden, suddenly, Sid parachutes in from the Black Hawk, presumably, and she's uh, pissed that he uh, left again, and she kicks him in the shin and calls him an asshole.
1: <laughs> and
0: she asks where they are, and he tells her "le désolé" or whatever it is. Me, me trying to speak French is like Pee-wee Herman trying to speak French in Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm gonna try to find that clip for this show.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: and she asks where the monastery is, and he says he saw it, but it's moving. Hall's uh, moving monastery. More split screen stuff of. This one was fucking... This was a heavily padded montage. Just more yeah. split-screen stuff of Sid and David walking and the Asian man pulling Farouk and Oliver, and <laughs> this was fucking long. So we noticed, guys. That's all we're saying. And now it's time for our John Ham fisted lesson of the day <laughs> <laughs> about the, uh, the most alarming delusion of all, the idea that other people don't matter. And it starts in a cave where us to imagine... Uh, Those inside can't see the real world, just shadows or, or projections of it. We get some neat cave, shadowy animations. And this essentially starts a lesson about how social media is causing us all to feel like we're the only real person in the world. So everything else Yeah, is, this is a little shoehorned It's basically huh? expendable. Yeah, it felt really shoehorned <laughs> in. It was pretty goddamn accurate and almost frighteningly accurate, actually. It is, but, but for <laughs>
2: this episode, it didn't make sense.
0: No, it really didn't. Not that the show has, but... No, it did seriously feel out of place. Like, maybe if they done this as the cold open like they've done a lot of them it might have worked better but yeah it just felt like really the editing in this later half of the season i've not been a huge fan of i mean i know we can expect psychotic editing in this show anyway but it's in general it's felt a little clunkier than than usual uh, i don't think i'm alone in that um yeah and there's a chicken, of course, and someone thinks it's a duck, something, something. Basically, Facebook is bad, okay? <laughs> and don't be a narcissist because it makes you an asshole and will probably cause the end of the world or something. And John Hamm is probably right. Um, and then we go back to the show, which is nice. <laughs> a lightning blasts over a dark desert, and we're back with Sid and David. And they, they find a deserted camp in the desert, and they go in the tent to escape the storm. And they come upon... This is never a good thing. They come upon two skeletons, which they quickly suss out as future dead them. Yeah. Probably near future dead them. Um, Sid wonders what happened, and Captain Obvious David says, nothing good. You know? um, they start talking about getting the picket fence placed someday. David just kind of goes off on it. Oh, we'll make it work, honey. We'll get out of here. We'll run away from all this and I just really was not a huge fan of the dialogue in this this one, in this scene. It was just like, get, get to the next fucking thing, please. What are you doing? Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. They just did not know what to do with this episode. Or there's some grand plan that escapes me. I'll, I'll trust to Noah, I guess. <laughs> but, but they snuggle up together and Sid says, you better have a plan. And the audience screams, yes, we agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back in Clark's room, he wakes to images of David's post-hypnotic suggestion to find the clock of the long now. So this mystical item, I guess, we're looking for, which I wonder is in the uh, that little trophy room that we saw a few episodes ago that David got the, uh, mm. or Oliver got the uh, Amy Morph gun from. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I should just write, like, a gloss, my own, our own <laughs> Weekly Heroics glossary of Legion, so people can... Why not? The, the Oliver, the Amy Morphing Gun, yes. There have been weirder name things in, in comics, you know, the Ultimate Nullifier. That's um, an amazing name. This is, <laughs> I think the Amy Morph Gun is pretty cool, too, though. <laughs> um, and the Clock of the Long Now is is definitely something I want to see. That's a cool <laughs> name, yeah. That's, and as he sets off uh, this is Clark's little piece to play and he gets some few we're getting a lot of future flashes of where the pieces are going to end up in subsequent episodes uh, he sets off Melanie, Melanie clubs him from behind but I took this as Al- Oliver somehow re- rewound time maybe to stop her I don't know we don't know if Clark progressed or not yeah. Um, and, you know, she shuffles back in her room, literally re- rewinds, and uh, he tells Farouk that she's ours, she's mine. I mean, she's ours, you know. And, and then the last scene is wheelchair minotaur rolling in upside down into yeah. somewhere.
2: that was,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, boy, there's another one, kids.
2: Uh yeah, not not the best hour of television they've put out since the show started. No. This was this was almost felt obtuse for the sake of being obtuse. Mm-hmm. Which
0: no, even that I'd respect. This just felt sloppy. A lot of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And we get to see. Yeah, it's almost like they're they they don't have enough footage sometimes. <laughs> like we yeah. we get these little clips of past and future stuff, which is. Is fine if it's serving a narrative purpose, but sometimes this felt like it was just fucking thrown in there for no particular reason. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe we have our first bad Legion review episode. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still riveted, obviously. I'm still, oh, yeah. I'm still watching, but it's yeah, this one was... They need to tie up some loose ends here soon. And I've watched a couple ahead, and they they do, but... Oh, well, that's good. This, um, one, this one was pretty fractured. <laughs> um, yeah, just just didn't, yeah. I, and maybe that was just to keep us on our toes, as, as this show likes to do, and then it just felt really... You could have added the, edited this a hundred different ways, and it still wouldn't have made sense, but it might have made <laughs> more sense, or just certain scenes being placed before other ones. Yeah. And they, they kind of tease this... You know the story. They should have maybe focused a little more on you know, like the the lady who drove the body to the the monastery and seemed so important from the end of the last episode. And then they kind of gave her a couple minutes, and that's it. Yeah. And so we didn't really really learn too much about her. But
2: yeah, I don't know, man. This is, yeah, this one was disappointing. Um, <laughs> so, which is odd because you'd think all the stuff that's in it. Like the backstory for Admiral Fukuyama and then David planning an assault of some type on – not an assault on Farouk, but a plan to find the body. Yeah. And then the time distillation stuff that they're playing with. Like all those things are interesting.
0: They, were, they just weren't fleshed out enough. It like- just
2: doesn't – yeah. Like you should have picked one and maybe focused on that because why? I I feel like you could have done a whole 48 minutes on – or yeah. forty four minutes, whatever it is, or on Fukuyama. just the backstory. Yeah,
0: who yeah. seems to be a pretty important character in the show this Clearly,
2: season. <laughs> so, if he's important enough for you to start the episode with his backstory, give us you know, more it, of it.
0: Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, it just I know this this show isn't really all about holding your hand and explaining stuff, but I, they've done better origin stuff. They did the Sid origin via the Groundhog Day thing very well, I thought. Um. Yeah, we got to see uh, pretty much all of her life, and, and I think I might even gripe that it's like, well, maybe too much said, but, I mean, that's how you do if you're going to, they did the two-carry story for almost an entire episode in season one, um, you know, or a good chunk of it, enough to give us, you know, flesh that out a bit, but we don't really know jack shit about this guy, was he, like, yeah. And <laughs> uh, we just know he was kid plucked from school by the, you know, Division Three folks to fight the mutants, but they didn't really sold that to me, how he got from A to B. Right. Uh, Or would have just liked to have known a little bit more about the wacky surgery they showed us. Uh, Yeah, that
2: was interesting.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Do better, Legion, but I already know you have, so you're forgiven. Oh, that's... Uh, So, but uh, we we actually, I don't think we announced it last episode, because we didn't know yet, but everyone probably knows by now, because we put it in the Facebook group, but Legion has got picked up for Season 3.
2: Yay!
0: So that's awesome. That Um, is awesome. I still wonder what they're going to do if everyone ends up being in in David's head. Uh, That would be kind of radical to, like, okay, now you just, I guess you could keep the same cast, and but they'd all be like, alright, I'm going to go forward now and use my whatever power, David, and yeah, you, know, you go eat waffle bar like, <laughs> for a while, and, and Sid's going to go and switch some places with some people. and um, I mean, they kind of have free reign to do whatever they want. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I kind of hope whatever goes on, they got to wrap up the Farouk thing with this season.
2: Yeah, I don't think you can drag him out another season no. without it feeling ham-fisted or just... Like you're moving in quicksand. It's it. it if that's the case, and it's going to end up like The Walking Dead for me, where yeah, I just uh, I can't deal with
0: that anymore. Life's too short. <laughs> yeah, no faith. they will do something interesting at the very least. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm this, sure it will be. <laughs> uh, but we do have a little more housekeeping news. Um, we have I I've made like a centralized email address for all of uh, anything I, I produce. You know, basically, if I'm on it with. Chris or it's a mindless dribble or, or the fear of the walking dead cast stuff. It's now going to be cheap. Scott productions at gmail.com,
2: which <laughs> Fantastic. I, think,
0: I think Pat may will give Pat props. I, I thought it was Brian. Hughes at first, but um, I think it was Pat Delmore that, that suggested that because I was originally going to go with Scott cheap productions, <laughs> you know, play on Scott free. Uh, <laughs> somebody yelled out on one of these podcasts, like, Oh, cheap Scott productions. I'm like, Oh, well that's slightly, that insulting, but that rolls off the tongue better. Yes. Not if so. it's true. Wiley coyote, super genius at gmail.com was already taken. So <laughs>
2: that is, that is true.
0: <laughs> so I had to go with this one, but cheap Scott productions, just like it sounds C H E A P, not cheap, cheap, like big mutant, uh, ugly chicks, uh, <laughs> C-H-E-A-P Scott S-C-O-T-T Productions P-R-O Ductions uh, at gmail.com <laughs> so, Excellent. It's going to be the official email of, of my eventual uh, media conglomerate when I take over the world brain. Alright. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Email us at Weekly Heroics for that um, and for the Walking Deadcast and Mindless Dribble and anything else you hear me do. Uh, And just give us some thoughts, because we're in the fucking dark out here, and we could use some other brains on the case. Yes, we need your help. Yeah. We always get, get lots of likes and stuff when we post this, so I know people are listening to us, but we'd love to just hear anything that you have to say about this, because we're not sure we're even real anymore, all right? I know, man. We need man. some help. You can't
2: trust anything.
0: no. Can't trust my own mind. My brain hurts. So you said you haven't seen any episodes past this yet. Nope, I am. I try
2: to. I I try not to go too far ahead. So, any thoughts or predictions at this point? (sighs) After this last one, I have no freaking clue. After this one, I should
0: say. I mean, this was uh, the beginning of the race to the body. You even got ready, set, go. So but yeah. it didn't feel much, so much like a race as a...
2: No, it was a very uh, tepid race. A very, very slow and race. aimless walk. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think that time to dilation thing is going to be factoring into that, too. So I, I understand, like, that they're playing with, the, you know, the, the conceit of maybe it's not actually how fast you can move. Maybe it's got to be something
0: else, but yeah, yeah. sure
1: we'll get there. I hope so, because
0: I want—I don't want to be lost in that desert for a whole year, Noah, just saying. With Sid? Eh. Well, with Sid maybe, but not if I'm going to become an imminent skeleton with Sid, because that's not We're fun. all going to become an imminent skeleton. That's that's a fact. Life has a 100% mortality rate.
1: Uh, I'm not uh, yes, that one I'm... Out,
0: Unless you're all Farouk, I guess.
2: <laughs> well... I don't think I'm going to be turning into a being of conscious
0: thought anytime soon, so... I'm um, already a <laughs> yeah. being of conscious thought, man. Only conscious be- thought. became one a couple minutes before this podcast.
2: Whoa,
0: man. <laughs> like, I can dig what you're saying, man. Total temporary nature-assisted uh, enlightenment. Yep. Gotcha. gotcha. Something like that. And my word processor is stuck again, because fuck you, Skype. I don't know why it keeps doing this. It keeps freezing my entire computer. <laughs> so I'm surprised we're even still working. So maybe we better bail while we can. Do uh, we have any notable... We didn't really even have any notable pop songs in this one, did we? Not that I can remember. No, there's like no music even. You know, No like good uh, pop music montage stuff that they usually give us. So. Yeah. Was so feel safe. free to
2: insert your own cuts from Freedom Rock, Scott. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know, like, yeah, Freedom Rock. Yeah, yeah. where this was really the Freedom Rock episode. Yeah, uh, eh. everything could be more Freedom like, Rock. More like chaotic King Crimson stuff. I'll All have right, to ask there coming you go. for a suggestion. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, they left me hanging. I, I don't know. I have to drag Reggie down here and get him to sing something for me. Um, right, it'll make sense to you, listeners of *Fear the Walking Deadcast. Um, but I'll leave well, it a mystery on this one to make you yeah. cross, cross the streams and go listen to my other podcasts.
2: Go listen to our other shows.
0: Yeah, we, we've got this great fan of uh, *Garage Show Gloat* that we've been talking to lately. And uh, hi, Christopher Rathborn, If you actually come over here and listen to this one, and he's like, you know, big fans of *Garage Show Gloat*. And um, I don't know how we got talking the other day, but somehow we got, I'm like, well, do you listen to any of my other shows? Probably I said that because I'm a shameless whore.
3: Hey.
0: Um, it's okay. He's like, no, what other ones are you You're on other ones on the network? I'm like, yeah, and like four of them, dude. Check them out. So I, I shamelessly plugged, and hopefully he'll, he'll get around to listening to us too because he's a big comic fan and stuff too. So
3: Excellent. Yeah.
0: And, oh, <laughs> we, we got a like on, I got to do some research on, on this, but some other TV superhero themed podcast liked us on, liked our last post from Gene Hendricks on uh, on Twitter when he posted the shows on there. So cool. I need to hunt them down and say, hey, thank hunt you, other down. podcast. Yeah. Wipe them out. <laughs> well, no, no, we invite them on the show. Oh, and, wait. Oh, that was, I was doing, what was that from? Cross marketing. Uh, that was the Emperor, wasn't it? Wipe them out. Yeah. I, I'm sure oh, lots oh, of. Oh. Uh, lots of su- supervillains have probably said that, but that was very emperor
2: Yes, I love the
0: Emperor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can't help it. I helping. know Jeffrey Dama did, too. I am not Jeffrey Dama.
0: But he was a big Empire fan? Wow. He was
2: a big fan of the Emperor. He had a, he had the Emperor's chair in his death house. Oh, okay, well... Fun fact, kids. Yeah, so... I'd like to have a little human snack and pretend I'm the Emperor. Oh, no,
0: so... Maybe not all Star Wars fans are good people. Well, we've learned that.
2: Hey, there's before. assholes everywhere, man. Yeah,
0: but usually most of the assholes don't eat other people. So try to avoid those at the Comic-Con, kids. <laughs> when yes. You, when you, go you should
2: always you should always con with a buddy. SDCC, yes, absolutely. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, stay away from anyone. Or
2: just don't apply con-funk soap and nobody's going to want to mess with don't,
0: you. Don't wear food-related cosplay. It's probably you know another good Ooh, good defense. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember that whole team of uh, was it Ultra Super Hunger Force or Teen yeah, Fun- Hunger yeah. Force? That that was it. The, the food cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of cosplayers. I don't know. It's just
2: I want to see a whole group of people dressed up like the Samurai Pizza Cats. That would be amazing. But the Biker Mice from Mars. I, I know Everybody my- does the Ninja Turtles with Street
0: Sharks. Street, street sharks. sharks. Yeah. It's Joss. Oh, I've got that sound clip somewhere too, so we might have to drop some street sharks in here.
2: Oh, the why uh, where Vin Diesel's pimping the toys at the at the toy convention? I don't know. I think it's I famous. I, did, I think I did it for another podcast.
0: So okay. I, but it is jawesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. Way off track, just like this whole episode was. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, and no music even to, to play us out, so I'll have to come up with something. But play
2: play us out, what does that mean? What does that mean?
0: It means just play us out. But What does that mean? Fuck it, we'll do it live! <laughs> You're in my control.
1: Turn out the jams, motherfucker! Everybody is wondering what and where they all came from. Everybody is worrying about where they're gonna go when the whole thing's done. But no one knows for certain and so Think uh, out yes Let the mystery be
0: It's behind the scenes shit So I'll probably leave this in here Because I'm just weird that way But hi, uh, welcome to the continuation Of this weekly heroics episode Which <laughs> was not originally planned that way But it will be edited to uh, Be accomplished that way I- I'm still Scott over here This is still Pat Delmore um, Hey Hey uh, d- Hair Metal Hero got into this mysterious uh, vehicle from Repo Man and was teleported into the desert somewhere, so we don't know where he is for the time being. Uh, so we're going to cover Legion Season 2, Episode 9, which is Chapter 17, and um, Hero, Hero might have taken an intentional pass at this one because we just really don't know what to say about it in the pregame. Me and Patrick were talking about this and and decided it was not our favorite episode, and We'll get into the picks and nits of that in a, in a little bit here. But uh, can, Are we agreed on that? Not our favorite episode, I don't think. No, no, not, not at all. Uh, Better than last week. Uh, and not. originally this was supposed to be the penultimate episode, because Chapter 18 was supposed to be our finale, and then they order another one, and Chapter 19 is actually the finale, so... Um i I suspect once they got that order some editing got done and things got shuffled around a bit and it kind of shows because this did not feel like a penult- penultimate episode at all in my opinion. Uh, I'm not sure what it felt like. <laughs> it's time for Melanie and Lenny to get some extra street uh, screen time this season, you know, which is a good thing at least in theory. And we pick up right as we did last episode with Clark running off to play his part in David's little game and uh, Melanie clubbing him from behind. Um, And then a title card comes up and says uh, 13 days earlier. And we get a music montage of Melanie smoking the blue elephant and basically being your stereotypical uh, lackadaisical stoner. Um, Nothing I'm accustomed to or informed on at all, I might add. (laughs) Uh, and we get a repeat of our earlier conversation with Sid, uh, where she complains about men and being left in the wake of their destiny and leaving and, and the like, uh, which kind of started this off wonky. And, like, why do we need to see this whole scene again? But we do. Uh, a quick reminder might have been more effective because they play the whole like five minute scene um, that we saw like a few episodes ago. Just, I think it was an alternate take, though. Maybe Nah, no, I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch it, but it seemed pretty much verbatim from the first one. Maybe it's a couple different angles or something. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, we get the point the second time, men leave, okay? And uh, we get more blue smoke montage, and Oliver suddenly appears, presumably in a memory of his attack on Division Three, which we now know happened 13 days ago. <laughs> I don't know why they decided to even do... It's like, just, well, okay, here's kind of your standard TV trope. We're going to throw this in here just to mess with you. Because time has been kind of irrelevant on this show up till now anyway. And I don't see what importance it has that this happened 13 days earlier, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, his attack on Division 3. Melanie instantly pulls a gun on him, though, and gives him the third degree on where he's been. He tries to sweet talk her And uh, we get some flashes of Farouk Intruding occasionally So he's got his watchful eye on things Or is directly You know, pulling the strings of Oliver Probably Suddenly Melanie uh, turns to see her younger self In the mirror And she's kind of caught in Oliver's web And they kiss and we get the title credits uh, Of a woman jumping into a pool That flips upside down with our logo (laughs) So, uh, presumably, young Melanie is chilling by the pool with Farouk himself, and he tells her that they must leave soon to find the monk. And then she morphs into her older self uh, at the mind pool. Uh, and next, she's walking through a memory of her young uh, self sitting by Oliver in the diving suit. And he tells her she uh, should have—he uh, tells her she should have destroyed his body, so uh, he could wander the cosmic fields, man, or something like that. And so, you come join me. Give up your body. Come live in the ice cube with me. And uh, you know she's probably like, yeah, tagged, that, act along. He says, yeah, it looks good in theory, but uh, don't you have to kind of be dead <laughs> to do that? And Oliver realizes that things have changed between them since he was in an ice cube for 21 years and in a puppet of an evil psychic entity. So how could they not really? Uh, next, uh, Carrie with a K is talking to her, and Melanie suggests. Well, we've all been wondering that all of this is a dream or possibly even a fantasy. Uh, she suggests that Carrie with a K is a fantasy of Carrie with a C. That maybe she is his delusion. And Carrie with a K kind of says, okay, yeah, I'm going to go now, stoner lady. Uh, kind of creeping me out. Um, you're just saying things that don't mean anything to me because I haven't lived in this world for more than like five days total. Uh, and I have expected her to just rip Melanie's head off in this scene, and I'm not sure I would have minded. Um <laughs> rip the head off this entire episode. So Mel, Melanie does leave us with a profound thought though that there is no world to save, man. It's all it's all in your head. And, and back to the blue smoke for Gene for Smart. And also if it is uh I, I feel like this this episode made my brain go to strange places to be s- disturbed and slightly titillated at Gene Smart basically filating a smoking elephant trunk. Um yeah. the hero would back me up with this if he was here because he's a freak like me, but uh yeah, I don't know, that's what they're going for, but okay, this old man got a little titillated by gene smoke or gene smoke. Yeah, gene smoke and the elephant trunk. So <laughs> sorry, honey. <laughs> have weird taste that way. Um Then next, the two carries get their psychic instructions from David, I guess, and they're there to take the anti farouk weapon to the Blue Octopus, uh, and kick-ass carry, steals a a box from the prize vault, uh, their little secret weapon vault there, and and find the car that David left for them, which I, as I've stated earlier, got like a total Repo Man vibe from this for some reason, uh, because they actually put the box in the trunk too, and like, Repo Man. At Division Three, Lenny's room is empty because she's back and uh, visiting her smoking friends, and they speak some druggy language that not even I know. She meets <laughs> she meets the new Janine, who Lenny thinks is the new Barbara, but that was actually Janine <laughs> or something. <laughs> and Lenny introduces herself as the Cornflake Girl, which means something to some of the druggies, and they finally realize they know her, and she's a bit of a legend, apparently. So let the party commence We get a nice long montage of uh, smoking from various devices Dancing, rock, sexy stuff Generally what most of my 20s and 30s look like Except not as pretty Um, I don't know why that was in my notes Kick out the Jams by MC5 is our house music for this scene though So that was a nice choice as always, Legion
1: Kick out the Jams, motherfuckers!
0: Lenny starts seeing some visions of Amy and goes to have some fun with new Barbara Janine manic pixie blonde girl. Uh, pretty sexy scene, I must say, except for the brief flashes of screaming Amy and future events and wheelchair minotaurs. And Lenny apologizes mm-hmm. to Amy, but uh, compliments her on her body. <laughs> and she suggests, uh, <laughs> Amy suggests giving her body back, but Lenny claims she doesn't know how to. And Lenny, this was, this was actually a really funny part, one shining beacon in this episode. Lenny tells Amy if she's going to hang out. She's going to have to watch some straight-up Caligula shit. Uh, She's got some lost time to make up for. (laughs) (laughs) And I believed her. Uh, And I want to see those outtakes. (laughs) Amy starts asking her if she's a good person over and over and over. Uh, New Janine wakes up and Lenny tells her she was rehearsing lines for a play I'm going to be in. And (laughs) Janine... (laughs) janine <laughs> apparently was uh in waiting for godot i'm assuming apparently and uh he never showed up spoilers um, well the other thing about that is that that's a description of um,
3: you know mass multiple personalities right they were all said everybody in the show was sitting there waiting to get called and they never got
0: <laughs> right. called. right yeah uh yeah i i I I can't really say, like, predictions anymore because I have seen how all this wraps up this season, but uh, still not really sure what the fuck I've seen, so we can still speculate. Uh, I'm still kind of on board with your theory, um, even if the show is kind of making us look the other way. Uh, The carries show up at the blue octopus and put the weapon in the trunk. Kick-ass carry wants to use the, the one ring herself. Uh, but Glasses Coat says that they're just supposed to deliver it. <laughs> kick-ass, Kick-Ass says she's thirsty and goes in the bar. Uh, hey, if the, the show can time travel, so can't our podcast. Um, more general druggy rambling and uh, new Janine is poking the ceiling, uh, which looks like what my ceiling did at my old place quite a bit. Uh, Lenny is getting... Yeah, (laughs) briefly, anyway. I lanced that fucker, too. I had a lot more water in my ceiling. Uh, Lenny is getting flashes of the world's angriest boy, the blue octopus and the weapon, and she gets some more flashes of possible future for her. And the leak in the ceiling breaks, and suddenly she wakes up in bed with head Amy. (laughs) Some girl talk, and then Lenny tries to smother her, but can't, of course. And Amy tells her to do what she's uh, told and go to the octopus. And this is, of course, Lenny's personal video game quest that she's been put on by David. And Amy says, you love him, don't you? And then new Janine interrupts and comes in and says, your majesty, we're going to have a little prince. Which probably means nothing or means everything. I don't know. Uh, the carries are in the bar. and male Carrie is worried about Melanie, um, Killer Carrie is still learning how to deal with the world other than punching it, and she's pretty much at Drax level of taking things literally, I guess. <laughs> Carrie McLabcoat starts talking about his mortality, and then Killer Carrie says she she'd stab death twice in the heart before it could get to him. And by the way, that was an awe moment for me. And he's like, yeah. Well, that's highly unlikely and extremely graphic. <laughs> it does make me feel good. <laughs> Uh, Lenny arrives and and gets in the car and the door closes. The kinks play and she's teleported to the desert. Uh, The carries are like shit, but science carry put a tracker on it so they can follow. Uh, Lenny arrives in the desert. The car car catches on fire and she remembers to get the weapon out and she comes upon a group of monks monks sitting around a giant pink drain plug in the desert. Uh, Which is where they keep the freaking... Uh, submarine sub-sandwiches or whatever the hell he was selling. Submarine taco truck. I don't know. Not really, folks. What the hell was a submarine truck selling, anyway, a few episodes ago? Remember Amy's husband? Remember. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> remember the truck. That. I don't remember what they were selling. Pizza, maybe. It was, it was servicing the workers that came out of the giant plug in the ground. Which really, has never been addressed since, but... <laughs> Uh, so to wrap things up uh, Oliver is telepathically talking to Melanie and she's giving him kind of intelligence on when David's coming and he's coming alone and she's rambling a bit and she says she wants to come to the ice cube she asks if it always ends in violence and she clubs Clark again lightning strikes in the desert and we uh, see Melanie walking to meet Oliver that's where we end this one Man, uh, Legion, we love it because it's kind of disjointed and crazy and nuts, and this was uh, an example of that not really working all that well. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And that kind of happened right after the uh, multiple versions of David episode. Yeah. Um, Really took a swift downturn.
0: Yeah, this hasn't been as consistently a great season as the last one. Um, I mean, I don't know what happened, uh, or maybe I'm just not getting it yet, because that's always a possibility with this show. Um, but yeah, this one just did not keep me engaged. Uh, I love seeing all these actors and actresses you know, chew scenery, but it, they just didn't seem to have a lot to do, and it didn't really seem to move the plot a whole lot. <laughs> Um,
3: well now that now that we've seen the end i don't remember if you you mentioned it but um amy's repeating of are you a good person to uh, to lenny
0: yeah that that's definitely significant. yeah that,
3: to that that yeah that now plays heavily into how the how the show wrapped up yeah um, that
0: it meant a lot yeah that part definitely uh is becomes clearer later um uh, so that's cool but i i just think there's a might have been better ways to go about it. <laughs> uh, and the, the, other, the other
3: big person they're referencing that we haven't mentioned is Philip K. Dick. Is mm-hmm. drawn upon a lot.
0: Yeah, In this true. episode in particular. Yeah, and, and an upcoming um, one. All
3: of the, 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 the drug partying and that, uh, as I was have been watching the last couple episodes, I was reading uh, Flow My Tears, The Policeman Said for the first time. Mm-hmm. Which began with a guy having a blue octopus on his chest, oh, there we and go. then being yeah. erased from uh, erased from history, oh, and, and and all the drugs.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and apparently you don't have to smoke it just out of animals. They have little uh, like human figured pipes and stuff too uh, going on there. Um, so that's good to know. You know, variety and delivery systems is always always a perk. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, give me a whole hour of just uh, Aubrey Plaza partying and, and making out with women. I'm, I'd be a happier camper than what they oh, gave me in this episode. Um, <laughs> but she was, she was,
3: she was so the star of this. Just her, her responses to stuff. So. Oh, yeah, she no was,
1: way. yeah. No way.
0: Yeah, she was. No way. Yeah, it, no way. Was, it was just. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's a, you could see why she was so revered amongst her uh, peers. It was kind of like uh, in the land of the blind, <laughs> the one-eyed cornflake girl is king or queen, because uh, she wasn't rolling with a lot of sharp tools. Let's just put it that way. Um, but pretty good, you know. Uh, I've I've known some people like the uh, what is it, the the rings of angels or <laughs> the junkies. God loves the sinners yeah. best. Uh, yeah, so he must love that group quite quite a lot. Um, <laughs> that used to be my people. Uh, not conducive to, to growing old, though. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Aubrey Plaza chewed it up. I mean, Jean Smart chewed it up, but I just didn't think they gave her a lot, and I just thought this was very... I, I know they, they set up the, the final pieces in this one, and everyone had to start off on their... They're a little quest, but uh, I was actually looking forward to more of a Melanie origin than kind of what we got. I mean, when they yeah. started off with young Melanie, I was like, okay, cool. Let's let's see what's going on there, and we just got very little. I thought that was a mistake. Now, Am I wrong in thinking Jean Smart
3: is probably old enough to be uh, Jermaine Clement's mom?
0: Uh possibly. Yeah, I'm betting. Um, and he doesn't look it. He's I, just kind of got that timeless look that he could be anything he needs to be as an actor. But yeah, probably. I'm, I'm not going to embarrass Jean Smart by doing the Google search on that one. But uh, on the off chance, she should hear this little nugget of culture we do.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. Who cares though? The way she deals with that elephant, man, I'll take an older woman. Uh, I'm in so much trouble. This podcast. So, um, good music, uh, good Aubrey. I just, yeah, it just didn't, just didn't engage me. The next two were pretty good episodes, and, and it's a pretty interesting finale. Which most of you who are listening to this have probably already seen it, but we will be talking about. We'll probably squish those two together too, and this will be squished with the other one that you just listened to. Because I'm way the hell behind, and I still have to somehow pump out three old preacher casts <laughs> before the new season starts. One way or another, we'll be covering. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. Preacher soon, yes. The, the preacher stuff is uh, looking really good. The trailers I've seen so far, uh, just yeah. But I need to get the other ones done. And that's about all I got, man. I, I talk for most of these things, but um, any any tips. Yeah, I. I... Um,
1: I like watching uh, this one.
3: <laughs> not that I noticed, no. Yeah. Um, I liked Amber Midger jumping uh, off of that balcony and landing like a cat. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, we've now seen Melanie knock out Clark three times.
0: Yeah, and, and I think last I think episode. It, I think it
3: happened in the
0: next episode, two. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're, they seem to be. There's a lot of like almost legion stock footage, and we keep getting clip shows here and there, and it's bugging me a little bit. It, it, it really felt like this this episode was struggling to fill some time, um, which it, you know, as I said, they they originally thought this was the penultimate one, so I, I get why they said everything. everyone's in place to do their little thing for David. At the end of this one, except Clark, really, but you know, we're not sure if he got knocked out or last episode he got knocked out, but then it looked like Oliver rewound it or something. And uh, <laughs> It's all in David's well, head, folks, it's got to be all in David's head, and that's not even spoiling anything for, for the finale, because I'm not sure if they let us know in the finale or not. <laughs>
3: At least Noah Holly took full credit for directing that last episode too, which he had not done for a lot of the episodes. It was
0: co-directors. That last one before this one, or the last no, the one we oh. just watched? Oh, okay, cool. We talked about is just Noah was
1: the only director on it.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, he probably had to be. They probably kind of left him. They're probably like, "All right, make another one," and he probably had to scramble to get some shit done. Uh, but. Yeah, well, just spoilers, it's actually a pretty good finale, I thought, and uh, we'll be going yes. into that soon. Yes, yes, um, Just the first, like, ten minutes of it is worth anything you've viewed this season. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it yet, and do use the fucking headphones. <laughs> if you haven't seen the finale yet. I need to, I need to do that. Yeah. That's about the the beginning is the, the part where it really counts, but yeah, it was, it was nice. In fact I feel like this whole season has has been written just to get to the point. That one song in the point of the finale. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm gonna write this entire T V show just so I can use this tune in the finale. Uh because he does it perfectly. Um Yeah.
3: He's a guy Noah Hawley is a guy that knows what he's doing. I've read um since this since this season started, I've read two of his books,
1: mm-hmm. and they're
3: yeah. both incredible.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, one is about a father dealing with—it's called *The Good Father*, dealing with his son uh, assassinated the front-runner Democratic candidate for the president of the United. States.
0: Oh yeah, you were States, telling me
3: about that one, yeah. and he's just trying to why. And then so the other one is about a plane crash where basically a Roger Ailes guy gets killed in this plane crash and uh, only like his a, son and some guy that was friends with his wife survive that's, and- a,
0: that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> it's always yeah, a I shame <laughs> when a Roger Ailes type <laughs> like person gets killed damn, R.I.P. Uh, like a, a Bill O'Reilly pop. yeah, that would suck too this Bill O'Reilly pop. Yeah. my girlfriend's house got hit by lightning last night, just saying God you know? Oh wow! <laughs> Everything's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> you guys don't need any more drama in your lives. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> well, I kept. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed listening. I've enjoyed listening to to Tina and you and Chris on the Garage Sale
0: Show. Yeah, cool. It's it's fun having her along. Uh, definitely, My own personal laugh track. Yep. Oh, cool. Uh, we will be having a, uh, well, I'm not even going to announce that because it'll be out exactly the same time as this. Deadpool 2. Listen to that if you get a chance. Yay! We have a new email address. should probably check. Uh, it is, uh, and I think you suggested it, productions at gmail.com. <laughs> no, you- I said it must have been a well-suggestion. No, I don't know. It was actually on a podcast. I thought it was Brian Hughes. It had to be Hero then. I don't know. So I think I announced it on one of these, and then I was going to have it be uh, Ch- Scott Cheap Productions, you know, play on Scott Free. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, kind of actually a Ridley Scott thing, um, and also a Mr. Miracle thing. Um, <laughs> and somebody shouted it out, it's like, oh, I'll make a Cheap Scott Productions. <laughs> i'm like yeah okay that'll work so no no emails yet uh, except i got one from dave walker just to test it out um so that was cool and he was very sick actually he he did uh to ask us some weekly heroics uh worthy questions so i should should read this oh, we'll do this on, on air here so this is from dave walker and he says hey scott since you asked for a test email or two thought I would send this message to make sure everything is working. I'm very behind on podcasts lately, mostly due to I've been working for the last while, and I still haven't watched Legion. I know, I know, I know. I really need to get caught up on that. Um, Since another year is over for the CW shows, what did you think of this year's finales? Which of the shows are you looking forward to coming back most? Unsurprisingly, I'm looking forward to Flash coming back, but Legends was pretty fun this season. Also, I should probably finish up... uh, uh, finish up Black Lightning, and maybe get through Arrow. Anyway, hopefully you're keeping well, Dave. And I answered him. I just said, hey, Dave, I actually need to finish all the CW shows this season still. I was thoroughly enjoying them, but then I had to move again and just couldn't keep up. Thankfully, they all head right over to Netflix now, so I'll be able to chip away at them soon. So, um, yep. Yeah, I still haven't gotten around to watching my CW finales. I've just been watching too much other stuff it takes me too long for some reason.
3: I watched the, the beginning of Black Lightning, the first few episodes, and really, really dug it. Um, I need to get to the end of it. Uh, Cloak and Dagger was good.
0: Yeah, I guess you got to find that them. And, and check it out. Um, I think they're actually for free out in Hulu, like the first two episodes Are they? anyway. Yeah, one of okay. the services that- where you don't have to yeah. sign up for it and you can watch two of them free, maybe a uh, free form.
3: Well, they let me buy the whole season of
0: ten <laughs> episodes, for four
3: bucks through uh, Amazon. Prime, oh, cool! So that's what I did. Oh shit, that's nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prime pays, I guess. Um, pays Jeff Bezos pretty well. Uh, yeah. Well, you heard what he's doing to the city I live in. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> let me get into that. Yeah. I've experienced that in towns that I freaking went to, I lived into up north. Uh, this big telemarketing place—they all do it. Actually, they they come in promising many good-paying jobs, and if you give us this huge tax break, you know which we don't really need, uh, you know, and then they hold it over the city's head forever. So. But you can also buy shit on Amazon right through our link on the 22 freeze yep. page. <laughs> and it's just, we get a little slice of Bezos's pie uh, to keep the servers going here. So so we love Jeff. We love Jeff. Um, but only if you buy stuff from our link. Then, then we, we don't really care. If you buy it not from our link, we don't really give two fucks about Jeff Bezos. Pat does because he's getting some good TV deals. But I don't, I'm not a prime dude. I don't know the kind of budget in my life. Uh, so, email us, and uh, yeah, I'm I, so far freaking behind. You know why? It's a goddamn Handmaid's Tale. So I've had to watch season two of that, and I can only watch that in, like, 15-minute increments because it fucking wrecks me so bad to watch the goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss is just so painful to watch, and that whole show, you just want to jump in the fucking screen and mow down her enemies. <laughs> It's just really an amazing piece of acting work on her part. Uh, So check that one out, kids. If you want to be completely depressed after every episode and fear for the future of our nation, Handmaid's Tale, check it out now. Uh, (laughs) Better wrap this up before I get in trouble. (laughs) Any other thoughts on this uh, pattern? Um, yeah, we will uh,
3: get together and talk about the the ending of this series, and
0: look forward to uh, to preacher. Yeah, oh, most definitely. That's, that's definitely the show I'm just dying to to watch. It's it's almost. I said this last year. I think it's almost. I almost want to just let the whole goddamn season go by and then binge it because I crave it that badly. After an episode's over. Yeah. It's just painful.
3: That's yeah. how I felt about the last season of Legion.
0: Yeah, Not right. This- no, no. This the last half of this has been a struggle, man. That's really why I'm so far behind on on doing because I you know, other than a lot of other shit going on in my life, when it comes time to record I'm just like, oh, I can't I can't watch it today. I just can't watch it and it's so hard to write the synopsis of these things this thing too uh, but we'll, we'll plow through and we'll get last year's uh, preacher cast done you joined us on the last few of those didn't you Vader? or I think or no? I was on all of them but the first like two okay I thought so yeah well we will definitely have you yep. back this year um, alright yeah we can figure out how to stick it in our busy schedules around here uh, especially hero he's the most sought-after podcaster we have apparently he's doing like eight different freaking things you do uh I don't know if you've said it on this show or not um yeah you probably said it just this episode we asked you about your shows I think so never mind <laughs> yep and uh
3: our uh, our movie commentaries
0: are on two true freaks this summer yeah yeah that's that's the one I wanted you to drive home again that'll be fun <laughs> and you're doing you we we can announce the first one right the first ones Willow? We got a uh... First one that'll be out was actually
3: it was on our back in December, but uh, the first official one on Two True Freaks will be Adventures in Babysitting.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Nice. And, uh,
3: and what's the call plan? Before Time it should be out before the end of the month, and we have recorded Big, and our uh, next record is on July Fourteenth, and it's going to be Willow.
0: Only I could get through a commentary of stuff like planned before time isn't that one of those weepy animated movies <laughs> a sure little good. bit
3: it's only 69 minutes long oh really I don't know it's if I've ever seen it good animation not good story
0: mm-hmm. hmm. still probably a better story than Jurassic World was I'm just saying um, I don't know wasn't a fan don't really care about the sequel Luke Cage is coming up like next week too, so fuck.
1: Oh, can't wait! And can't
0: wait. I know we've like we didn't get to the Defenders or Jessica Jones season two yet, or Punisher, or a lot of freaking things. But I think we'll definitely be doing Luke Cage again because I, I just rewatched it again recently, the first season, and I think it's one of my favorite of the Marvel flick shows. It kind of goes.
3: Well, like, they just gotta do like the the comics and put Danny on Luke's
0: show <laughs> yeah well I think he might show up I th- forget, forget Iron Fist yeah, yeah. well they're, they're already I, I saw one interview with uh, was it Jeff Loeb maybe um, mm-hmm. actually I don't know if it was him but it was maybe the showrunner new showrunner to Iron Fist too no, I think it was Jeff uh, who said you guys are going to love Iron Fist you know Iron Fist season two, and I think they all know that a lot of people didn't love Iron Fist season one. So bold claim, and we're going to hold him to it. Um, but I think it's he not might pop. be hard to improve that show. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's the bonus. Yeah, uh, nowhere to go but up. Uh, but I think he does show up on Luke uh, this season. I, either red somewhere, or I just can't believe that if we've got Misty and uh, Colleen coming on briefly uh, to, to Luke and Misty's going to be in it a lot I'm assuming uh, and she gets her arm from Rand Industries so uh, I think Danny will probably pop in I'm betting I would put money on it it had I money to put so <laughs> looking forward to seeing the Daughters of the Dragon have you seen that one clip of them yes. in a fight that's pretty sweet oh yes Yeah. oh yes and they just had this little, like, infomercial uh, thing with about her bionic arm. They, they showed her getting her arm, and, and Claire actually talking about, you know. How, and Danny, I mean, uh, Rand Industries, you know, has graciously
1: <laughs> donated this
0: uh, this uh, technology to, to fix Misty's arm. So that's neat. So she's going to have full fucking bionic Misty, and that's worth the price of admission right there, kids. But let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap this season up uh, here probably next uh, next podcast or next two podcasts. It depends on my my writing tolerance for synopses. W- what's up, internet? I mean, almost every other show I watch, I, I find really good like point by point recaps of the episodes, and um, and then I just kind of I copy and paste. I admit. And then I just rewrite it and I, and I put my own little stupid jokes in and shit and, you know, rewatch and edit it while I'm writing, but I just get a nice little framework, which is, makes things quicker. Uh, but nobody does any good Legion recaps on the internet. Probably because it's fucking crazy and it's hard to write about. <laughs> but we, we do our best. So hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, it's weekly heroics. We'll be back again next week whenever next week gets here or we, Time travel, whichever comes first.
1: Bye now. Take out the jams, motherfucker! we